0: Welcome back to Gospel Centered Rest, where we have conversations about life and theology and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. And today we are going to talk about our third key value here at Grace Bible Church, uh, which is Gospel Centered Community. The first key value was worship, second discipleship, and today is Community, David and Byron, how are you both doing today? Beautiful sunshine outside. David always points out the weather, so I beat him to it. It's a perfect day. There you go. It's it's a bring on the heat. We should be doing this outside. <laughs> Maybe someday. I, that's all we can
1: do is things outside, apparently. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right.
1: <laughs>
0: you got it. Oops. Oh, too soon. <laughs> well today is uh is gospel centered community and that can kind of be a well what is what does that mean so let's start with that question <laughs> what do we yeah. mean by gospel centered community this is a this is a pretty significant part of what the church is all about uh so why would we wanna emphasize this uh here at grace bible church and why should the Christian maybe even emphasize it so What is gospel-centered community? Byron, do you want to start? Sure. I think it's just pointing out what is the core of the
2: community here. Because there's lots of other sources for community. You can literally have your neighborhood, and are you in a good neighborhood? Do the neighbors know each other? Do you connect? Do you care for each other? Et cetera, et cetera. That's a type of community if you're part of a support group maybe it's an AA group, they can be an incredible sense of support and community for each other because they understand something where they're coming from, Mm -hmm. helping each other there when each other needs support, some help, Mm -hmm. encouragement, whatever the case may be. Well, the church is another source, another center Mm -hmm. of this community, and it's gospel centered yeah so this is what brings us together it's the gospel it's christ
0: mm-hmm. very good David, yeah how would you add to that i i'm
1: filtering a lot of things through the book of acts right now good for you because we're going through the book of acts yeah and we're in acts uh, 10 and 11 where peter has this amazing vision that what was once unclean food is not to be called unclean but clean mm-hmm. and allowing him to go and eat with, uh, have supper with the Gentiles. And it is just a significant moment in the history of redemption. uh, As carried out, um, or as pointed out often in the Old Testament, Abraham, others, prophets, that the Gentiles would be welcomed in and then, in Acts one, going from Jerusalem to Samaria, Judea, and then to the ends of the earth, so whatever community is gospel community is, it is just this miraculous moment from God to bring together mm-hmm. people united around the gospel, and we we get used to that concept,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but for Jew and Gentile for Free and servants, slaves, to come together, one being one under Christ is just an amazing act of grace. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's precious. Whatever it is, it's 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 a gift to be received from God, um, because it's one of the most unlikely events. Um, And and we see in Acts 11 that some of the the Jews struggled with it. Like, what what are you doing hanging out with the uncircumcised and sitting down and having a meal with them? And then Peter explains that this is the work of God. Uh, And what happened with the Jews, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, also now happens to the Gentiles, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. So how can you hinder the work of God? So community is this incredible act of grace to bring together this wild group of people who normally would never hang out together. In fact, they would be at war with one another, potentially. Um, And they're singing, and they're learning the gospel, and they're fellowshipping. And then when one's in trouble, um, they're helping that person out. We'll see that in Acts 2. um 11 that the the church that's established in Antioch wants to help out the church in Jerusalem what is that that's just crazy business that's that's you, you are helping out the most unlikely people so what you have now is really an uh, um a living out of the 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 parable of the the good samaritan that Jesus talks about um where you now, now they're no, the enemies are brought together, one under Christ. So mm-hmm. I just think we we take it for granted because we live in a world of Facebook and you know Instagram and all of those other things that is mm-hmm. hard to keep up with, and that's our community. But the community that's described in in Scripture is so deep and so surprising, and such a gift of grace. And I think that's one of the things that's happening during the pandemic is we're learning again the gift of community for, for at least my generation, we've never had to skip church other than by personal choice, or we couldn't go to church otherwise other than personal choice. Um, And now when that's removed from us for a little bit um, it's, it's very difficult, but Mm -hmm. I think we have a little, little better perspective. Mm -hmm. And then the final thing that I would say is, the it's it's not just an act of grace to bring together people in the gospel therefore it's to be treasured but the intimacy of that which and i think Byron alluded to that where yeah. even in in 1st Timothy when Paul's describing the the church to Timothy the first thing that he says is it's God's household mm. so he brings us into the same house like we're not just in a um, in a religious organization, or it's not just religion. Like, this is household. And God's household means that it's God's household. So we're under the fatherhood of God. But we're also brothers and sisters with one another. And um, we, we see in also in the book of Acts the Holy Spirit takes unity very seriously. Jesus took unity very seriously. Yeah. So you have household, you have this uh, surprising act of grace that the Gentiles are coming in and um, the church in Antioch is growing and they're wanting to help Jerusalem. So this is, it's such an amazing, surprising gift to, to be enjoyed.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love- Was that a long enough answer, no, by the way? Good. I uh <laughs> I I like how- what was that? yeah. Do I? Have a button? Thanks for joining us Wait, yeah, today. Exactly. Do I, I button <laughs> for that? Yeah. Thanks second. for being part yeah. of this.
1: Apparently. Well, Here what, we go. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Is that actually?
0: Are people going to hear that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why not? <sighs> I was going to say before um, before we got sidetracked, but I was going to say I love how you both brought out the idea that it's a gift. Of God's grace community is this special gift well even if you think about it from the beginning when God looked at Adam before a woman was made what did he notice he noticed that Adam was alone and Mm -hmm. that it wasn't good Um, and so we see throughout scripture whether it's a spouse or um, whether it's a relationship you have with a friend or a neighbor, that relationships are so vitally important and they mm-hmm. are a gift from God himself. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, like what makes it so special about the church is that we are, we have come together around unity, around the gospel, Gentile, Jew, uh, Greek, whoever it is, whatever yeah. ethnicity nation uh, we can, we can have that special gospel centered community because Christ um, has brought us into the household of faith as as you mentioned.
1: And just just to add to that cuz yeah, you know, why wouldn't I? <laughs> Up here. But the, it's amazing that he not only gives us the gift but he instructs us how to live within the gift. Yes. Yeah. Like what it like so how to love one another, um how to serve one another, yeah. like to be a servant of all. Yeah. Um to grace to be gracious with one another with the truth that we hold, to be gentle, to be compassionate. So it's not just he welcomes us. We have the great um, example of Christ. We also have the yeah. great work of the gospel of Christ lived out in our heart through the indwelling of the Spirit, and then through the instruction of the Word. So mm-hmm. he gives us all sorts of means to be able to to do well at mm-hmm. relationships. And we know that there's lots of broken relationships, but there there is in Scripture this
0: amazing amount of instruction Mm -hmm. on how to love and, and be in community. Mm -hmm. And we've been going through a challenging time trying to figure out what that looks like as the church during a time like COVID and the pandemic and what does community look like now? It looks a little different than it did, but we can still do all those things. And that's Mm -hmm. what we, I think we experienced um, through this as a, as a society and as a church, we can still do those things and now again, there's nothing like being together in person and we're looking forward to that. And when we have opportunity, we, we do take that opportunity. Um, but it's it's so amazing that these are things that, that we're instructed to do, that we're encouraged to do. And that um, as the church, we have the privilege of doing and being a part of each other's lives. So at Grace Bible Church, when you think about community, if you go on our website for those who are listening at gracegalt.com under the word community up along our uh, top navigation there, you're going to see different things like connection groups, serving and volunteering in the church with one another. Um, You're also going to see things like engage, engage the community, engage the world and partnerships that we have in the gospel with other organizations. So community isn't, isn't just about um, us being in community together, and it is, but it's also about, here at our church, about welcoming others into community with us. Would one of you like to talk about that a little bit, what that looks like, when you're welcoming and you're trying to bring others into this gospel-centered community?
2: All of us want to be welcomed, to be valued, Mm -hmm. to be part of a community like when you see a group of people that are of the same mind they're they're enjoying each company they're working together they're accomplishing things there's a sense of purpose there's a sense of belonging there's a sense of love and compassion um it's attractive Mm -hmm. so as somebody comes to grace bible church they may come in on a sunday morning or they may come in through a small group, or they may go to a ladies' event, or maybe a friend invites them to the youth group. There's lots of different avenues into the community, but the question is, what happens when they get there? Are they received? Are, are they welcome? Do people say, oh, glad, glad to have you, or tell me a little about yourself, or do you want to come over for lunch? All these sorts of things is what we want to develop as a family, use that analogy, as a community, as a church, to help people form those healthy relationships. The relationships where we've come to trust other people and we know they have our good at heart. And they may at times say something that is hard to hear. That's not on day one. You know, that's when you've been developing those relationships and you think of what are the friendships you value most in life they're not usually the people that just smile and slap you on the back every time you see them. You know, they're the people who are there for you when it's tough and maybe they've challenged you in some way, but you know that they love you and they care for you and it just binds you together. So as a church, our challenge is developing that, welcoming others in when they're not like us because That's Christ is what unites us. Not that we all think the same, not that we're all the same political party, not that we're all the same color, not that we all like the same music, whatever, you know, it's Christ and that desire to be like him and to live it out. So we develop that in the different ways that you mentioned, different opportunities, developing different interests, different reasons to connect.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we're developing depth of relationship amongst one another through our different programs, and you know, just just naturally, um, even through connection groups and things like that, but also wanting, like you said, to bring others into that into that community, into that experience with us um, under the gospel and and through Christ. Come on into the household of faith. Yeah. It it really does become an invitation for uh, for even like our community around here, like our Galt and uh, Cambridge community and beyond. Like we want people to hear the gospel and come into this community with us.
1: So. Yeah. We want to welcome
0: people with, with truth.
1: Yes. This truth sets us free. Um, and we want to welcome people with grace mm-hmm. to journey in truth and differences. Um, but to know that ultimately what binds us is, is the gospel. Um, and the gospel is, um, at one time, very offensive, because it calls us to repent, right. so I mean, how many of us like to like to know or like someone to tell us that we're headed in the wrong direction? and that's what the gospel does we're mm. We're headed in the wrong direction, um, but God graciously calls us back, and I think part of the I, I appreciate what Byron said because part of the we we want to make sure that our what what I term more formal ministries, more organized ministries. Yeah. Um, carry out um, not just um, you know a gospel but the gospel welcomes us into community so that we can be vulnerable Um, there are a lot of lonely people Mm -hmm. and by lonely it might not even be people who surround them lack of people who surround them but opportunity to just share like share honestly and and the gospel allows us to share our struggles and our sins and graciously learn truth um, and righteousness and forgiveness and mercy. I mean, it's amazing who Jesus met with and how vulnerable and open they were to Jesus um, and how he built them up in, in that truth and grace. And then I think the other thing, too, is we also want to emphasize um, the church can't be everything, so we offer certain ministries, yeah. but there's a lot of informal ministry. And probably the word that captures that best in scripture is hospitality. Yes. Um, yes. That is seriously underrated um, in, in yeah. our culture. But yeah. I, I think, again, through the pandemic, we're realizing the yeah. beauty of it. To have yeah. someone into your home and the moment that they step onto your, on, on, like, into your place of residence or the coffee shop, whatever it might be, yeah. um, is to say, how do I love this person? Mm-hmm. How do I serve this person? Um, How do I express the gospel? And that, that's not to be super spiritual. That you can still talk about, you know, all sorts of other things. But it is to say, I, I, I just want to, I want to welcome, yeah, this person yeah. into my life and be a person who, who cares for others first, mm-hmm. and then as, you know, trusting that they'll care for you in the same way. But hospitality in in its informal sense is is it's hard to put a it's hard to put a value on that the other thing that happens in churches is if you if you really want to get to know people is serve alongside people yeah i i just hear that so often people say i this is i connected with this person because i i served in the nursery and i got to know these people or i you know served greeting people and i got to know these people just coming through the door like when you serve together, you really get to know people. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah.
0: And I think sometimes, I, I like that you the, you hit on this, but sometimes we think that, that hospitality is just having them into our house, like having people into our house or having them into our backyard um, for, <laughs> for, for some fellowship or whatever it might be. Um, but hospitality is also just saying, I'm going to care for this person. How mm-hmm. can I care for this person? And maybe it's giving somebody... A few minutes of your time, uh, being hospitable with your time, being hospitable with with your resources. Uh, somebody's in need. How can I help meet that need? Uh, but it it it's greater than just you know. Okay, well, I, I can only do hospitality if I bring somebody into my home. But sometimes and have roast beef and have roast and beef and potatoes uh-huh. and get the kids all dressed up and get them to say yes, sir. <laughs> thank you sir um no but it's it's uh, much more than that sometimes it's going into somebody else's uh into somebody else's space meeting them where they're at and Uh just showing hospitality that way And i think of what jeff hessling's doing with missions to the margins um even though he's not having all these people that he's meeting with in his home he's still showing great hospitality by going and meeting them where they're at and spending time with them there so um, so there's all kinds of ways. And yeah. so that, that's why I love what you said, David. You said it's about caring. Yeah, caring. How can I care for this person? How can so, I care for yeah, others? To, to welcome.
2: The whole idea of it's not programmed, Yeah, I think yeah. is so real. And we want to be cautious as a church that we don't program people to death. Yeah, We don't want things constantly going on that, okay, they've got to have this and this and this. and And that's obviously a danger whether you're a Christian or not. You see people and... The kids are, you know, it's got to be this and then this and then this and then this, and it's just so busy. There's no time to actually just enjoy life and connect. So yes, we provide some programs like uh, a trellis to help a healthy vine grow, but we're not going to program everything. So you connect with people as you have opportunities based on your interests and your neighbors. And if you're caring for them, the relationships develop, the opportunities come to talk about Jesus, to say, I'll pray for you, to care mm-hmm. for them in different ways, you know, and it's, it's just natural. Just like we don't, pro- at least I never did. I, I don't think yeah. many people do. You don't program your family life to death. You don't have a schedule that you have to follow every day for every minute for what you do as a family. Okay. And when you care for people, relationships don't follow neat, tidy programs. Yeah, Because they're dealing with different things at different times. Yeah, You work it through.
1: Yeah, yeah and just to mention one other thing, in, in Matthew 25, it, Jesus talks about, um, you know, when you visited the prison, the sick um, fed the hungry, gave them a, a drink of water. And there, there is it is important to recognize the vulnerable those who almost pass by unnoticed and that's who jesus noticed and and, and mm. it's not to say that that's we need to ex- spend our time there exclusively but it is to say that part of our hospitality is to notice the the vulnerable and to yes. care for those who have experienced injustice and to to be a voice of um Of healing, and even if it's just in something simple like a a glass of water. And then in Hebrews 10, it's very interesting. We do this with our joining the church class, and um, it says in Hebrews 10 uh, 25, not neglecting to gather together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And I'll say to, I'll sometimes say, we haven't gone to church unless we've encouraged someone. So we think going to church is. Um, we think going to church is just coming in the corporate gathering, right? Uh, But part of the the gathering in in Hebrews 10 is we need to encourage. I I need encouragement. Other people coming in need encouragement from one another, but encouragement can be empty unless you know that person. Like somebody comes up to you who doesn't know you and says, I just want to encourage you and says something It's like, well, I appreciate the encouragement, but you don't really know what's going on with me. But if somebody, if somebody knows what's going on with you and is able to encourage you in that, that's a whole different experience. So how do we, so Hebrews 10 talks about this, the necessity of deeper relationships. Now I I know that that presents all its challenges and things, but it's, it's, I love that concept of being able to say, I'm Lord, give me an opportunity to encourage someone, not just to be encouraged, but to be an encourager, which Acts chapter 11 talks about Barnabas. Yeah. There you go. So that's all coming this Sunday morning, Lord willing, but Barnabas, mm. like we just need some Barnabases, right? Yep. Um, especially during pandemic, just phone someone up and say, um, I don't know what to say, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to say, like to, to try to listen and, and just be an encourager to that um, person. So we'll, we'll see what Barnabas said. Maybe that'll help us out.
0: Sounds good. So there you go. There's the plug for Sunday morning. Oh, Acts, yeah. Uh, Acts chapter, chapter 11, right? Acts 11. Acts 11, looking yep. forward to it. Barnabas, <laughs> the son of encouragement. Thanks gentlemen.